0: Hey, it's Heidi Dawson, and this is Wednesday Wisdom, where I interview wildly successful people from across the world, where we get an inside view into what their daily life looks like. Success leaves clues, and on Wednesdays, we're finding them. Join me now for the latest wildly successful interview. Hi guys. Welcome to episode 136 of the wildly successful lifestyle podcast. So this month my special interview episode is on a topic all of us like to do, which is eat. <laughs> but this this is special because Carrie Dalgren is the Feel Normal Around Food coach. And sometimes we seem to develop a need to eat when we aren't hungry, or maybe we're just eating because we feel anxious or bored or whatever feeling comes up. Carrie's created ways that we can overcome Unhealthy relationships with food. I mean, there's a lot we don't control in the world. Wouldn't it be great if we could get a handle on something we do control, which is our eating habits? Carrie's a true champion for people that struggle with things like binge eating and mindless eating. She even calls me out pretty hard during the interview, and I loved it. (laughs) Here's Carrie. Hi, Carrie. It is so nice to meet you. Finally. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. You are very welcome. Um, So I, for the fun of it, uh, because I like to bring topics to my listeners that they're interested in, right? So I go on Google and I search what are the most, you know, questions that people Google the most or ask the most of the internet. And I, I, I think of every list, food, how to lose weight, weight loss was one of the top questions that people ask. And I just, it, it doesn't I guess surprise me but it kind of did you know that you it's sort of an, a thing that we all worry about but you don't realize that every single person really um, for the most part I think has some sort of relationship with food in a way either you eat too much or you eat too little or you you know you're watching everything that goes into your mouth so Um, I found your website and your articles were so spot on, on your relationship with food. It really connected. I was like, okay, I like this. I like this girl. I like what she has to say. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about you and what you do?
1: Yes, of course. And thank you for such an amazing um, intro. (laughs) I feel so honored. So, hey, hi, hello. Um, My name is Carrie Dahlgren, and I'm the creator of a program that I call Psycho Spiritual Wellness. And that is an approach to stop overeating that is rooted in psychology and spirituality. So that's the psycho-spiritual part. And I chose, to focus, I chose to really like focus only on psychology and spirituality because to me, diet and exercise are important, but I think that everyone knows what they need to be doing. Most people have like a very big, most people have an enormous amount of knowledge around food and exercise. And we all know what's good for us. And ultimately, I think it comes down to our relationship with food is almost like it is a microcosm for our relationship with our lives. And so trying to like beat ourselves into submission with food and exercise or with diet and exercise ultimately doesn't work because when It is a reflection of our relationship with our lives. Following a diet is just never going to work. So ultimately, I am anti-diet. And I think that the word anti-diet is used a lot in the intuitive eating sphere. And I kind of, I think that a lot of my philosophies overlap with intuitive eating. But I, I actually don't pay a lot of attention. I'm not on social media. I don't pay attention to like the health at every size, anti-diet, intuitive eating movements, just so that I can keep myself like in my own lane. But I do think that there are a lot of similarities, which um, you and your listeners will probably hear as the show goes on. And yeah, I think that I will, I'll kind of leave it there. And I, myself, I'm a coach. I work with mostly women. Um, to help them what I call feel normal around food. I call myself a feel normal around food coach because ultimately that's what we all want. We just want to stop thinking about food 24 hours a day, seven days a week.
0: Yeah, thank you. Can we please, let's get on with that. <laughs> How do we do that? You know, that's so true. I think part of the problem, and I'm I'm on social media, but I do not watch tv okay so i found that when um, maybe i'm somewhere and getting my nails done for instance and i'm and they always have tv on right and they have these commercials and they have food come across and i'm like holy cow i'm hungry now like i don't get that because i don't watch tv so i think you know there's that thing where it's always in, in and especially in america we have food everywhere at the tip. And we could get that anywhere we want. We could go 30 seconds and get something really good to eat, you know? So, okay. So I loved this one statement that you said you, um, talk about you were full and then you all of a sudden started wanting to reach for chips, which I do that, but you stopped and you said, wait, I'm not even hungry. Like, why am I wanting to eat? So, I mean, I think everyone listening can relate to that. Why do we do that? That
1: is such a great question um, and I have a kind of a long-winded answer for it because (laughs) ultimately that is, that's the number one problem um, is that we, the desire to eat when we're not hungry, that's like the number one problem that so many of us struggle with. So um, the email that you're referring to, which is part of like my free five-day course that everyone gets when they sign up for my email list is this day that I was standing in the kitchen with a friend and I wasn't hungry we were cooking but I wasn't hungry yet because I like to cook before I'm actually hungry because cooking while you're hungry is just like the worst thing in my
0: opinion but the food never gets to the I mean depending (laughs) on what it is (laughs) (laughs) sorry to interrupt but I had to say that And then I I believe
1: there was an open bag of chips on the counter and I found my hand just like unconsciously like reaching into it. But because I had been on this journey for, I think, several years at that point, I had the awareness to be like, whoa, whoa, okay, I'm not hungry. Why is my arm like operating on its own, reaching into a bag of chips, which is something that I think so many of us can relate to. Absolutely. And in that moment, I was like, okay, so like the core of my philosophy is that whenever there's a desire to eat when we're not hungry, it is because there is a feeling that we're either completely unaware of or we're aware of it and we just don't want to feel it. And so in that moment, I did, um, sorry to throw all these tools at you guys, but I used a tool, it's called the Stop, Drop and Feel. It is my number one tool that I like to use to stop a binge in its tracks, if you will. And it involves stopping yourself and we can talk more about how to get yourself to stop before binge. Cause that again is something that a lot of people struggle with. Yeah. You stop, you drop into your body and you ask yourself, how am I feeling? So my arm was reaching into the bag of chips. I was like, Whoa, I'm not hungry. Why am I doing this? And then I just stood there and I dropped in and I was like, Oh my God, I am so sad. And I started crying and it like surprised me. And it surprised my friend because it came out of nowhere And that's the disconnect. You know, it's like, I didn't know that I had been kind of like running around, like completely detached from whatever. I don't even remember now, like what that sadness was coming from, but I didn't even know it was there. And so that to me is what drives the compulsion with food is there's this feeling deep down that we don't want to feel. And once we give that feeling the space to be here and be fully felt, usually i'm going to say 95 percent of the time we have the ability and the natural willpower to be like okay i don't actually need these
0: chips or these cookies or whatever Mm -hmm. i was just covering i was numbing something um right you're just numbing a feeling or as uh, of one of my mentors says do you are you familiar with brooke castillo Oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> I, I love Brooke Castillo. I don't, I've never met her, but I would love to meet her. I think she's probably, she, you know, she's so tough, but anyway, she says buffering and mm-hmm. to me, buffering is what a lot of us do. You know, we're just like, oh, yeah, to ha- grab for a drink or grab for a piece. I know for me, it's, it would be like sweets. Um, I would just rather grab something chocolate. And it usually is if I'm sad or if I have something that I don't want to do, you know, I don't know. There's a lot of different reasons. And so I like that idea of stopping and thinking, okay, what is it? What am I feeling that I'm hiding or that I'm trying to eat, you know, to, to avoid. So I like that a lot. Now, um, we talk, you also talk a lot about, uh, and I, I really want to stop, drop, and feel. So that you said that's part of the email that if you, if somebody joins your email list, right? Yeah, so okay. whenever you sign up
1: uh, for my emails, you get like a free five-day crash course and 2nd this Lesson one is about the
0: stop, drop, and feel. Okay, good. Well, we'll, we'll definitely get all of that in the show notes because I'm dying to look at that. I, I think that's great. Uh, And you talk about binging, which is something that I know that people do and they don't do it. It's not like people walk around and, and do it in front of other people. When you binge, more than likely, you are by yourself. you know, know, you're in a closet, you know, whatever you do, wherever you feel comfortable binging. So, all right. So then when we are working towards, you don't like diets, I don't like them either. I call what I do, the way I eat for myself is a lifestyle. Um, I used to diet a lot. So I like that, that you don't like diets. It has to be a lifestyle or it isn't going to last, you know? So, Why does resisting certain foods, I have found that when I'm, I'm like, well, you can't have that for, you know, like just, you're just not going to eat that ever again. Why does that make me want that food even more? I think that's such a good question. And it's a tough one because I can't
1: put like a full finger on it. I'm just going to say that it's that like rebellious thing inside of all of us. It's like, you tell me I can't have cookies. Well, freaking A, I'm going to want cookies. Like it's, I have never, ever been able to like with myself and every single one of my clients ever, I've never had anyone successfully be able to keep something off limits and not eat it. Like it just, it just doesn't work.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's very true. (laughs) And unless you don't desire it, you have to not have the desire for it, you know, and that's something that where I have gone through phases and I do pretty well day to day, like 80%, 20% Tony Robbins talks about eating 80, 20, you know, so eat healthy m- majority of the time, but the, the sweets and things like that, that's when, you know, that's what gets me. So I, I try to just not say you can't have that. I just say, you can have that with, you know, on Saturday, my husband, and I go out to dinner and we do a lot of eating out all the time, just because I don't, I'm not a big cook. So we'll go out to dinner and on a Tuesday, every, you know, the waiter's like, okay, here you go. You're, what are you going to have for dessert tonight? And we say, we don't eat dessert on a Tuesday. We don't eat dessert on a Thursday. We eat dessert on a Friday or a Saturday and we choose which one. So, so that's something that we, we've tried to do. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if there's some, if that's, is that good psychology behind eating is to say, give yourself a reward on a weekend or something.
1: I think that so, um, to to everyone listening, you did send me these questions ahead of time. And this was something that really caught my attention because I think for you, when I, whenever I hear someone say like, it wasn't until it became a lifestyle that it worked for me, I personally think that food was not your coping mechanism. I think that when someone is able to kind of make a somewhat simple switch, and especially when I hear that like having sweets on a Friday and Saturday is what works for you, to me, food was probably not a major coping mechanism in your life, and so it was, I'm not going to say it's easy for you to do these things, but I'm going to say that it is less compulsive, and so you have more
0: access to that free will. Okay,
1: interesting,
0: all right, so so you just basically put me in my place. I love it. Uh, <laughs> Heidi, it isn't that hard for you. You really don't have a problem. Okay, I hear you. And I, I think you're probably right. Uh, you know, I'm not going, I have friends that have said they binge food, you know, and so now I have the discipline. My discipline comes into, I don't keep food in the house that I would binge on. So I, I keep healthy food in the house only. My husband and I both are like, we don't keep chocolate chip cookie dough in the house because we'll eat it. So that's where my discipline comes in, you know? Um, but I do agree with that. I think you're right. I think you probably just made people that have binging um, as an issue feel a lot better because they're like, yeah, she's crazy. So, so talk a little bit more about that. Like, how does that, how do you, treat people or that have that binging that's separate from what I just said yes and thank you for being so nice (laughs) about that (laughs) yeah no I hey look I want the honesty because I want my listeners to realize that yeah you're right I probably don't as much use food as a coping mechanism and there are some listening that do I would venture to say quite a few so so tell us talk about that just a minute. Sure, of course. So
1: again, the thing that kind of stuck out to me with what you're just saying is that you don't, keep a, you don't keep cookie dough in the house. And depending on who I'm working with, um, some people, I will encourage them to bring unhealthy junk food into the house because ultimately, even if you don't let yourself keep like your, like what do, what do I call them? Your forbidden foods even if you don't keep your forbidden foods in the house, there is nothing stopping us from getting in the car at like 11 p.m. at night and going to like a drive-through. So in in a way, it's for some people, it kind of is our way of keeping ourselves in a cage. And so for some people, it is very necessary for them to bring the things into the house and like allow themselves to have it. And there's this whole thing where when we give up dieting we tend to go through what i call rebellion binges where we tend to binge eat on the foods that we used to previously restrict so you bring cookie dough into the house you are probably going to end up binging on cookie dough and this freaks a lot of people out and it stops a lot of people from wanting to give up dieting but i'm so convinced that if you do things like the stop drop and feel you make space for the feelings and you try and do things as healthy as you can, like, okay, if I'm gonna eat cookie dough, at least I'm gonna try and do this when I'm hungry. Because, you know, another part of my whole thing is like, when we eat when we're hungry, we stop when we're full, our weight will regulate itself. And I don't think that eating cookie dough for breakfast is necessarily healthy. But I think that while we're going through this stage where we're kind of untangling all of these neuroses that we've built up around food, I do think it's very necessary for us to get some things out of our system. And ultimately, like with myself, I can have like mountains of candy in my cupboards and I won't touch it forever and ever. And one of my one of my own clients kind of called me out because I did a like a live workshop and everyone was talking about sugar. And someone asked me about like how I deal with sugar. And I was just like, oh, actually, I'm not a sugar person. I don't really eat sugar. And she's like, wait a minute, in your YouTube videos, you talk about how you used to like crave Sour Patch when you were not hungry. You talked about how you would crave cookies when you're not hungry. And I'm like, oh my gosh, wow, it's been so long. I forgot that I used to be a sugar fiend. And I do think that through using all of these tools and addressing the psycho-spiritual aspect of all of it, things like even sugar addictions, a lot of people are using the word sugar addiction. I have so many opinions on it. But even things like that can kind of fall by the wayside as we start to really develop a very healthy
0: relationship with ourselves and our feelings. Okay. So you're going much deeper. You're not just saying, <laughs> you're not just trying to do a quick fix. This is a forever fix is what I'm hearing. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, good. I like that. I didn't, you know, I, I didn't gather that when I was looking at doing a research, I, gathered the whole relationship with food, but I didn't understand how deep it went with you. And I'm, I'm so excited about that because I do believe that it's still, you know, still an issue um, that people will have if they, if they try to put a bandaid over it just like anything, right? We have to, if you can't, you got to go deeper. So, okay. I love that. Um, Now you have an article about the fear of not being uh, enough. And I think, I swear, I don't know too many people that have never felt that right. I think most people feel that they are not enough in some area of their life at some point in their life. So how does that cause us to sabotage our good eating habits?
1: My goodness, you want to talk about going deep. I know, we're just going
0: to, (laughs) we're diving right in.
1: (laughs) So it's it's kind of like this catch-22. So a lot of us that struggle with overeating and, you know, body weight, we feel too much. Like, we feel like we are physically too much. We feel like we are physically too big. We physically take up too much space. It's an awful feeling. And yet... This is how so many of us keep ourselves small. Because when we focus our entire day around eating, around trying to get the number on the scale to move, ultimately it just, it shrinks our lives. And there are so many ways it can be related to self-sabotage. Like if someone is afraid, if someone knows their life purpose, but they're afraid of it, this is how we keep ourselves small so that we never have to take that big scary leap. Or if we have no idea what our life purpose is, this is our way, again, of keeping ourselves distracted so
0: that we don't have to go through the process of trying to figure it out. Right. So, yeah, that's very true. I mean, it's, there's a, and I think for me, I, and I've, I've had many business, well, many, a few business coaches, and one of them said, Heidi. And so, so for me, I think I would, my coping mechanism is self-improvement. She was like, you at some point have to stop consuming things like reading books, watching videos, going to seminars and start acting, you know, Mm -hmm. on taking action. And that was, that hit me pretty hard. I was like, well, (laughs) but, but it's true. And so So I guess everyone uses, has a coping mechanism and it's different. Um, So, so thank you for that. I mean, I think that's a really good, a really good point. So now I will admit that I used to reward myself with food. So I'm working on not doing that. Like, okay. And that's what I was saying about like dessert on a Saturday. You know, I'll reward myself by doing that Um, because I think it puts food on a pedestal Uh, you know, sort of like my reward is like, that's the gold, golden goose or whatever is food. Uh, why as a society, do we feel the need to reward ourselves in that way by eating something? We do it. We start out as kids. If you're good, we'll get you a sucker. If you're good, you get mine was, if you're good, you get Coke with what with dinner. If you're bad, you get water. Think Mm -hmm. about that. (laughs) So, so why do we do that as a society? That's a great question. Um,
1: You know, I think it ultimately boils down to dopamine and just like that we're kind of wired as a species to seek out things that make us feel good. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. But, and my answer for this is a little bit short because I think that we reward ourselves because like biologically it kind of makes sense. And like growing up, that's just how people treated us. That's kind of the relationship that other people taught us to have with food. And so it's really just a matter of kind of like unlearning that, being like, okay, maybe I shouldn't reward myself with food. Maybe I can use something else to reward myself.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's fair. And, you know, I think probably if you grew up in a household that didn't reward with food you wouldn't have that issue. I mean, obviously there's, there's, there would be different issues there too. So, all right, so this is kind of a tough question, but you know, I have to ask it because it's kind of all over right now. We see a lot of examples um, about being overweight is beautiful. And I love people, I love, I see inside people. I don't care, you know, I'm gonna love you regardless. Um, but being overweight is not healthy in my opinion and i think we're damaging our young people by telling them it's okay to be overweight and i know that's not it's not politically correct to say it's people don't want don't like hearing it um so am i looking at that wrong it's a really great question and i'm so ready to talk about this from
1: multiple angles i think okay. it will be important to talk about this because i already know
0: you're good at calling <laughs> me out so let's go let's hear it, I love it. So
1: I think that, you know, and again, I'm not really that plugged into the body positivity movement. I'm not right. that. That's good. Into- yes. That's good. And so from what I have seen is that there, you know, there is a movement of people trying to, you know, promote accepting yourself at any size. And I think that that is really important. I think yes. that is So the self-love, self-acceptance is so hard already. And so I think it is awesome that we are embracing it and trying to promote it. And I have never had a client that was overweight and thought it was okay to be overweight. I've never had a client tell me like, I'm overweight and I feel healthy and I feel great. Most of us, once we get to a certain weight, it's like, we know, we know we're not healthy. And, and I actually have, it's, this is the most interesting phenomenon that I have noticed. A lot of my clients eventually get to this point where they'll ask me like, Carrie, is it okay that I want to lose weight? And I think it's because in the intuitive eating sphere, I do believe there's a lot of chatter of some of some not all but some of the um i don't know what to call them besides like the talking heads out there yeah. are saying like you can't want to lose weight otherwise it won't work because things like the rebellion binges that i was telling you about if you if i think that if you don't have the right tools to get through that i do think that you'll gain weight and i think that there's a lot of about like you need to be like you know you need to be willing to like gain weight and get through it and. I think that it freaks a lot of people out. And so what ends up happening is people come to me and they're like, hey, like, I don't feel healthy and I do want to lose weight. Like, is that okay? And I'm, and it breaks my heart because I'm like, I'm so sorry that someone made you feel like you are morally inferior for wanting to lose weight.
0: Right. Yeah. Isn't that something? Um, you know, I know that, uh, I think it was Jenna Kutcher that, She was, do you know who I'm talking about, Jenna Kutcher? I don't. Okay, so she got very, very popular and successful because she was she's overweight and she has a boyfriend or a husband now that is very fit, extremely fit. And when she posted this article online, she was like, People have said to me, I don't deserve him, or you know, and then and so it just kind of snowballed from there. And she's she's a beautiful soul and You know, and I sometimes she I have heard her kind of be feel guilty about, you know, because her following a lot of times are overweight, and you know, so she feels guilty for talking about more being a positive, you know, losing weight or whatever. And so, I think that the reason why I said this is there was a Cosmopolitan magazine that had a you know it's a beautiful woman she's beautiful but she was probably i don't know a size 16 or a size 18 and it said this is healthy or something like that i don't remember exactly and i was like no it isn't and you know so i i'm with you that i think you have to accept yourself at any size because if you don't accept yourself at any size if you don't accept yourself the way you are right now you're not going to accept yourself when you're a size whatever Right. You know, so it, you got to accept yourself in your brain first and then your body will follow suit. You know, right. that's what I have. I think, you know, in my mind, I think once you are OK with yourself, like you don't want to gorge on food, at, you know, most of the time. Here I go again. I'm not a binge eater. And there I'm going to say that. So, um, OK, thank you. And I think that, you know, what you're saying makes a lot of sense. And, I, and people who are listening. Will will either connect and send you emails and get on your email list because it sounds to me i'm going to get on your email list i'm excited (laughs) about that already um okay so for the longest time like i used to diet i said that earlier i used to diet and it seemed like i was always on a diet and i would start the new fad and once i gave up the idea you know and then started calling it my lifestyle um i that changed it for me i mean and and so everything, you have a lot of articles about giving up dieting. And we talked a little bit about that earlier. So giving up dieting, are you suggesting then that people kind of do like I did and call it a lifestyle, or are you suggesting that they just kind of do like the French, the French women, they eat a little bit of everything. They don't eat, they don't eat a lot, but they eat a little bit of whatever they desire. They don't tell themselves they can't have anything. Um, which I find fascinating. Is that what your, your theory is? It's, um, I
1: apologize if this answer is a little obnoxious, but it really depends on the person. So Mm -hmm. I'm a firm believer that everyone knows ultimately what is best for their bodies. And I also think that intellect can play a healthy role sometimes in our relationship with food. Like I'll have clients that They just feel better when they do like meal planning or they'll just feel better when they're eating healthier foods. And so really like giving up dieting is not like just throwing the rules away and just like going crazy. It's about getting really clear on like what makes you feel the best, what makes you feel lively, what makes you feel vibrant. And then eating those foods, you know, and stopping when we're full and feeling the feels when we want to eat when we're not hungry So for a lot of people, most people are scared to give up dieting. And I think it's super valid because for the majority of us, the food rules feel like the thing that's keeping us together. It's like, whoa, Carrie, I cannot, like, I literally can't give up the food rules because I'm going to eat everything in sight. Like I hear that sentence like so often. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: for some people, it's not an appropriate first step. Because if you don't have the emotional tolerance, which is like the phrase that I like to use for developing tolerance for the uncomfortable emotions that come up. So like when my hand was reaching into that bag of chips and I was able to kind of stop and immediately cry, right? Like I was kind of flexing what I call emotional tolerance. Like I was willing to stand there and feel my uncomfortable feelings instead of continuing to buffer, as our friend Brooke Castillo likes to say. Yes. And so if we dive straight into the deep end and we like give up the food rules, that's when the rebellion binges become a problem because we don't have the emotional tolerance yet to get through that in like a, in a a mildly turbulent way. Mm -hmm. And so for some people, I'm just like, don't even touch the food rules yet. Like keep doing what you're doing, but work with tools like a stop, drop and feel and feeling the feelings and developing your emotional tolerance and get good at feeling bad. And then what, it'll never feel good. Like giving up dieting will never feel good. But when it feels a little bit more manageable, that's when most people can kind of take that leap of faith.
0: Yeah. So I, I always like to say that um, getting okay with discomfort is where you're going to move, move past, um, you're gonna grow because you're okay, you're, you're okay with the discomfort. I, and sometimes I say this, you know, you're okay with this discomfort of thinking you're hungry, right? You know, you're not hungry, but in your mind, you think you're hungry. And so you're like, wait a minute, stop for a second. Am I really hungry? You know, and, and that can be uncomfortable, I think, you know, and so I, I love that where you said, get a, get, be okay with feeling bad, which just means feeling the feelings that you're trying to avoid, so the loneliness or the sadness or, you know, whatever feeling is your feeling that you have right then or that you're trying to numb. So, so I love that. I think that's uh, more great advice. Um, okay, let's talk about hedonic eating. Yeah, uh, that's new to me. Um, but I think when I was li- when I was reading your, I had never heard of that before. Um, so I think you hit the pain points for people that binge eat. And I know that feeling. I mean, I have done that before, but I don't do it regularly, but I, so I can't really step into someone's shoes that do, because I know that there are people that do, but it's not a good feeling when you do it, you know? Um, So what, can you elaborate on what you're talking about hedonic eating? Yes. Hedonic eating. I didn't make it up. I'm pretty sure I got it
1: from like a journal article that was talking about, um, you know, hedonism, hedonic eating. Okay. That's what that means. Okay. Got it. Yes. And hedonic eating is so interesting. So it's just guided by this principle that we're wired as human beings to seek pleasure and avoid pain. So this is why we reach for a pint of ice cream when we're feeling sad because that's literally just how we're wired. And, I personally think that most of us have the willpower and the discipline to avoid things like that, but, you know, it's kind of based on this idea that every, um, we all have like this baseline design need for joy. And when we aren't getting enough joy from our lives, we will compulsively seek it from food. And so with hedonic eating that the fix is quite simple. It's just to have more fun because when we're not having fun, when we're when we're working ourselves too hard and we don't we don't find ways to give ourselves a break, that's when the eating becomes so compulsive. And at that point it's really tough to break that cycle because then it's not just about emotional tolerance and permission to eat. It's also about like are you just are you getting enough joy in your life and is food filling that very necessary void?
0: Wow. That's pretty brilliant. Um So (laughs) we are definitely wired to seek pleasure and we want to avoid pain. So possibly if you're not getting enough joy in your life, that dopamine hit that you're getting from the food replaces that. And once you get the dopamine hit from the food, you know, you're going to be able to get it again. And so you then eat, eat it again, and then you're going to feel bad. So you eat more to get that dopamine hit again. Okay. Woof. All right, so that's why when we're bored, sometimes we eat. Yes, and
1: I kind of want to end on like this note that I really think that most people that have spent years, even decades of their lives yo-yo dieting, I think that these people have an enormous amount of willpower because when we exercise willpower, you know, dieting all these things, it's like a muscle, it gets stronger, but then we don't feel strong because Ultimately, dieting doesn't work. It puts your you against your biology, and you can't win a war against your own biology. When we turn around and we use that willpower on other things, like developing emotional tolerance, that's when we finally kind of get our like hands around the monster. It's like, okay, I already have an enormous amount of willpower. I guarantee you that like 98% of people out there that are struggling and feel like they don't have willpower have a ton of it. And it's just a matter of like redirecting it and focusing on other tools aside from dieting to kind of get yourself, like your hands and your head around it.
0: I love it. Yeah. So, so I think sometimes we get into, and then, and then, and then we'll, cause I know that that is a good point to end on. Um, sometimes we get into these programs or patterns or habits of, didn't didn't didn't, you know, like life just happens over and over again. And you can see how that could become very boring. And so when you're getting though, that feeling from food, of course, you're going to want that. So if you add something new, um, do something uncomfortable, do something that's out of your comfort zone. Now you're not thinking about food so much, and your your self worth becomes, you know, more, um, it comes, becomes more apparent to you. And so you're not having to feed the feelings instead of, you know, you're feeling them instead of, feeding them. I love yeah. it. Okay. Well, ha- okay. So you're not on social media. That's why I couldn't find you. That's explaining. <laughs> I'm happy for you. I, I love that. Okay. So tell us how we can find you then. Cause you've got some really great articles and really great eBooks. I want to, I want everyone to be able to get those. Thank you so much. Yes. Yeah, so
1: I'm not on social media. The only social media I use is Pinterest and YouTube, but the best way to get in touch with me is to get on my email list. I'm really good about sending emails. So you can go to my website, kerrydahlgren.net. And on my very home page, you can download my free ebook, the spiritual seekers guide to stop binge And that will put you in the loop. It'll give you that free five-day course that I was mentioning where you can learn more about the stop, drop, and feel and that story of me um, aimlessly floating my arm into a bag of chips and how I kind of got through that. And that is definitely the best way to stay in touch is by email.
0: I love it. I love it. Okay, well, everybody go get on that email list because I'm going to right now. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) All right, Carrie, this has been wonderful. And I think that a lot of people can relate and you've really given... Me, some really fun things to think about, and also, you know, it's just it gives me some ideas. I'm like, well, if I start, if I kind of want something, maybe I'm just needing to have a little fun, maybe mm-hmm. I need to just go find something that's going to be, you know, great to do. So, I love oh. it. Thank you for that. <laughs> All right, Carrie, thanks so much. This has been great. Thank you.